Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Now, a special Talk Radio 1210 WPHT presentation. It's reading, writing, and reason. Now, here's your host, Dom Giordano. Hey, welcome into our weekly podcast, Reading, Writing, and Reason with Dom Giordano, Dan at the Controls. And this week, Michael Gear of the Pennsylvania Family Institute joined me recently to talk about the astounding amount of money taxpayers have had to pay for so-called gender-affirming care here in Pennsylvania, mainly under the Wolf administration. Truly amazing. Here is what Michael Gear told me. Michael, thanks for joining us. Hey, I'm glad to be on. Well, give us uh, the number and tell us what that entails and maybe the length of time, Michael, these millions. Well, the numbers that we have uncovered uh, through the Right to Know request that we filed with the uh, Department of Health here in, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania indicates that starting in uh, two, uh, 2015, when the state spending in the CHIP program actually started on this uh, so-called transgender therapy, the drugs and the surgeries on minors, uh, the totaling up through uh, 2022 is more than $19.8 million, and it continues at the tune of about $14,000 per day of taxpayer money on these wow. uh, activities into 2022, taking it well over $20 million, an 8,000% increase since 2015. And what does that entail when we talk about transgendered care? What are they doing? Well, there's a, a variety of different things. And again, this is on minors that we're talking about here. There's also spending, you know, that goes on uh, uh, for those over 18. But we're talking about children, sometimes as you know, young as teens in terms of the, uh, the surgeries, you know, double mastectomies done on healthy uh, teenage girls or in the case of uh, males, you know, who say that, uh, you know, through some counselors or what they're watching online or whatever through TikTok and things decide that they want to so, uh, change their sex or their gender, you know, uh, surgery they call it top surgery, bottom surgery in terms of those sorts of things. But in addition to that, and even uh, at younger ages, uh, puberty blockers, drugs that uh, are used to, to sterilize uh, uh, adults, you know, in uh, in situations where you have a sex offender and they give the, this uh, Nupron drug, a Lupron is called a drug that's uh, to uh, sterilize. In this case, they use it uh, off-label FDA at hospitals in Pennsylvania uh, and even Planned Parenthood clinics, puberty blockers to stop the uh, stop puberty, and then they also then uh, administer cross-sex hormones to uh, girls. They'll give testosterone to boys. They'll give estrogen and other things, all of which have very significant health effects. So we talk about the permanent 
permanent disfiguring with the surgery that takes place, again, being done on minors whose brains have not fully developed or anything else. We don't let them get tattoos or even, you know, get uh, Tylenol without parental permission. Uh, but we have this kind of stuff going on here in Pennsylvania with minors. Uh, Chris Christie, though, says, of all people, uh, Michael, well, uh, we shouldn't be passing laws against this because if the parents want to do it, then they ought to be able to do that. And I I think you made mention of parental authority over this, but also we don't let parents say the kid can get drunk if we as a parent deem that. No, that's right. Uh, No, that. I think Chris Christie's wrong about this, and most people in the polls that we've seen and, and the states that are passing laws to prevent this, again, recognize the the permanent nature of this. Those who go through these surgeries, these treatments or whatever, suffer very significant impacts on, on their lives. For example, puberty blockers, blockers affect bone growth and density and cause sexual dysfunction, voice damage, infertility, among other issues. So then we have the situation with the cross-sex hormones also impacting infertility, can cause deadly blood clots, heart attacks, increased cancer risks uh, in the breasts and ovaries, liver dysfunction, worsening psychological illness and other conditions. You know, uh, in Europe, uh, in England, uh, you know, there are studies on this in terms of these surgeries, these impositions of uh, these, these drugs. And, uh, you know, famously, they've said, you know, we're going to stop it. The, there's a place called the Tavistock Clinic that has said, you know, no more of this because they realize, number one, the harm, the long-term harm that's coming from it. Number two, the inability for young people, minors, to make permanently life-altering decisions. And we have situations even where parents are sort of driving the kids to this. And we have a new phenomenon in, in society now, uh, people called detransitioners, Chloe Cole notable notable among them. There are many others as well who made these choices based mm-hmm. on social media pressure or uh, some counselor, a high school uh, counselor or Planned Parenthood or others telling them, oh, you'll be happy if you change your sex, if you get these surgeries. And these hospitals like Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and others are very happy to uh, encourage this because of the amount of money that is being made, billions of dollars nationally each year now in this uh, gender uh, do, transition. Do you have a stuff. sense, Michael, because I, I am, uh, and I'm in agreement with you about Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, but yeah. I used to be historically the hugest fan of it. I thought it was the best children's yeah. hospital in the world. So my point is it's not some knockoff, defunct little operation out there. These are the most prestigious hospitals engaging yeah. in this. And it yep. seems to be uh, there might be an advocate or two radical inside there, and the others are persuaded by the amount of money it brings in. Yeah, it's a combination of those. I mean, there was a, a Vanderbilt uh, uh, hospital administrator down in Tennessee who was caught online or basically revealed online on video talking about the amount of money that they can make, $40,000, for example, the breast surgery that they would do on a, on a healthy teenage girl to remove her healthy breasts. Uh, $40,000 plus. They they talk specifically about the amount of money that can be made. So there's an ideological bent behind it, no question about that, but there's also money to be made, and we think about following the money. And it's not just Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We also have it at Hershey, uh, the Children's Hospital in Hershey, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, in uh, Pittsburgh, Children's Hospital in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh doing it. And then Planned Parenthood is in on this game as well. The Planned Parenthood clinics in Pennsylvania dispense these drugs to minors and making it available as well. And there's money involved, no question about it. So the solution in the view of you and the uh, the Institute there, uh, is it uh, we need to elect a different governor 
or people in the legislature have to do what? Well, a number of different things. Number one, you know, the political side of it is very important. And, you know, a number of states, that's now 20 states have passed laws that are called help not harm to prevent this kind of thing being done to uh, to minors. Pennsylvania is not among them. Part of that is because of who is sitting in the elected office and who's sitting in the governor, in the governor's seat. Uh, so people need to work on that. But the other part of it is just looking in ways to protect your own children, becoming educated about this sort of things. Chloe Cole, the detransitioner that I mentioned previously, she says that social media was very much instrumental mm-hmm. in making her make a decision to go on these drugs and to get uh, double mastectomy, uh, suf- suffering uh, many uh, serious side effects as a result of that, that decision. So parents need to be watching that. And then, again, who we elect into these offices, uh, including in the governor's uh, uh, seat make a big difference, and people need to be educated and then ask their elected officials, why do you support letting teens and younger do these sorts of things to their body that have permanent uh, and irreversible implications? Michael, what's the website for the Pennsylvania Family Institute? Yeah, people can read about this report on our website at pafamily.org, and we'd be happy to hear comments from folks uh, who um, you know want to know more f- uh, from us. It's pafamily.org. Thank you, Michael. Thanks very much. And it's is a dogged amount of work here. Thank you. Thank you, Don. All right. That's just a small example of what's going on. And I'm afraid it will continue under Josh Shapiro. This issue politically, though, is a loser for Democrats. We'll see if it uh, ever, if abortion ever is not the issue, if people pay attention to this. Coming up here, though, our second guest this week on our podcast, Reading, Writing and Reason. Our old friend Steve Feldman, executive director of Zionist of America, he's got a tale to tell of what happened after October 7th at some local school districts with young kids, young as seven, eight, nine, supporting what Hamas did. That's next on Reading. Writing and reason. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Final guest today, Steve Feldman, executive director, Zionist of America here locally. Uh, Here's what Steve told me about several recent developments at the college level, all the way down to the very young kids 
this ongoing battle supporting Hamas. Here is what Steve Feldman told me. Steve, welcome back in. Thanks for joining us. Don, thank you so much uh, for having me again. And uh, and again, as I really feel obligated to say for the clarity and and truth and facts that you bring to your audience uh, every day. So, so thank, thank you. Thank you, Steve. So uh, this latest development, Steve, and even CNN has confirmed it. They brought out a president I've never seen of CNN saying, well, this was kind of unfortunate. In something like this, in something like this, when they're the only source of information that's visual or actually going to be there, you have to heavily vet the people that you're involved with. If you're the AP, PBS or CNN, you have to vet them every bit as much as vetting the story. And apparently either they didn't care or they uh, didn't vet them, Steve. They shared office space in the Hamas building. Once, once got a grenade on the truck. The other reported yeah. Israeli soldier was on the truck when it was that uh, German national who was in Israel that was raped and killed. Her yeah. new body on the truck. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's Twitter, at least, um, there's talk they're going to treat them as terrorists, these alleged journalists, and I think they're right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it deeply upsetting to learn that. Uh, you know, I, I practice journalism professionally for more than 20 years. And, you know, from time to time, you would see the New York Times leak some national security uh, document that, that could endanger American lives, whether it's, you know, CIA people or sources or the country itself. And, and I would always say, you know, I'm an American first, a journalist second. Uh, and, and, and with these, with these journalists you're talking about, they're, they're not journalists, they're, they're terrorists first. Okay, and journalists, so-called journalists, somewhere way down the line, it, it's completely reprehensible. And I don't know what kind of a sanction could be levied against CNN, AP, uh, and the others, but there needs to be whether it's within the journalism profession or in society itself. They they need this is this is too low of an action. There needs to be a very high price to pay for it. Yes, without a doubt. And uh, these alleged journalists now, if that's true, they're going to be treated as terrorists. Uh, that's a start. Hopefully that bounces back uh, more on CNN and some of the others. I, I got to say, though, even even for what we know about CNN and the biases and everything else, Steve, on something this major, and they must have alerted them, I would assume, hey, some, we have something here. It was quiet. It was a ceasefire. So there's no way they would have been in these remote areas. One is pictured on a truck with Hamas. Yeah, I, I would go as far as saying, Dom, that, that you know, these media outlets that were involved in this have committed a war crime. They, they've aided and abetted a war crime for sure. They've aided and abetted genocide. They're, they're a party to this. And I, I don't believe they can plead ignorance because, as you said, they, they apparently didn't vet these people or didn't care what they found if they tried to vet them. Uh, I really think the, the responsibility and the onus is, is on these networks, and I think, I think some heads have to roll. I think, I think uh, some of the leadership of some of these media outlets um, need, need to lose yeah. their positions over this. That, that's how serious this is. I, I would agree. I, I think it's unprecedented. I, I would say it's just like the, the massacre itself. Uh, I, I think this revelation of what these terrorists slash journalists did is, is unprecedented. I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I think the rational point of view, Steve, is this. 
in certain situations like Gaza and these others, in addition to what we now know with these individuals, it's almost impossible to be in there and to be objective. So if you are in there, it's because they recognize you as someone that is going to tilt mightily to their side on all these fictitious numbers, etc. Otherwise, you would be killed or held hostage. Yeah, if it was somebody else, they would be fearful that person might expose their plans yes. and expose what they're doing, right. and they would never obviously uh, let somebody, you know, live to see what they were doing. So, yeah, there has to be somebody who's who's a collaborator, uh, and it has to be widely known that, that you know, the terrorists knew who the other the terrorists with the cameras were, and the terrorists with the cameras knew who the terrorists with the rocket launchers and the machetes and the guns were. And uh, I think they, they knew each other, know each other, and I think there's more to this that meets the eye. Um, you know, we, we've seen so many times there'd be a staged incident, you know, we call it Pallywood, where, where the Palestinian Arabs will stage some sort of an incident. They'll, they'll try to intimidate a soldier, uh, and there'll be all these people with, with cameras and video cameras waiting to capture, or they'll all be at an intersection where, where they're stoning, you know, cars driven by Israelis, ready to, ready to get on video or film an Israeli defending himself or herself. So uh, this is no surprise. It's been known. It's reprehensible. And, and with one or two exceptions, the media has been horrible in general covering the Middle East. It's just been absolutely biased against Israel and biased against the facts and biased against history. So uh, this is really not, right. not a new occurrence. It's just that now they've really been caught red-handed. Well, uh, we'll talk some local stuff with Steve Feldman, uh, Executive Director of Greater Philadelphia Zionist Organization of America. Steve, though, several listeners asking me, and I haven't um, talked about it yet fully, why Israel would be agreeing to these four-hour humanitarian pauses. So just as I'm not going to question them when they move in and do what they have to do, I would not take a questioning that uh, they're under such duress that they did this as much as they're balancing winning the propaganda war with winning the military action on the ground. How do you see it? Uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be Prime Minister Netanyahu or, or, or the chief of staff of the IDF either. So, um and there's no way that Israel's going to win the propaganda war, the so-called propaganda war, the information war, because the deck is stacked too high. Um, but whatever reason the Israeli government has decided to do this, they, I, I trust them to be doing what is best given all of the pressures and constraints placed upon them. Yeah. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't second guess for a second. Um, I'm not going to armchair it. I, I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, an Eagles game where, you know, the coach should have done this or the coach should have done that. You know, this is not this is not something to, to armchair quarterback, as it were. Now, Steve, um, some, uh, some local um, aspects to what's been going on since October 7th. You told me something yesterday or the day before that I didn't see out there about the Huntington Valley area and either the day or after or around the massacres on October 7th, uh, a couple days after, uh, you had these kids coming to school. So what have you been able to find, Steve? So so there was a, a school. 
school board meeting shortly after, I think it was a regular school board meeting, and a number of parents uh, spoke during the, the public session, and they were talking about uh, the fact that Jewish kids were being persecuted by, uh, I guess, Arab kids who, who came in the Monday after the massacre wearing, wearing T-shirts uh, with Free Palestine and PLO flags on it, and really... Uh, upsetting the Jewish students and, and possibly not even only the Jewish students. Look, uh, the Jewish community, by and large, it is a community that is interested in, in living in peace and harmony and, and getting along um, and, and not being aggressive, despite all the anti-Israel, anti-Jewish propaganda to the contrary. Uh, we don't teach our kids to be aggressive and to intimidate other people. We, we kind of want to live and let live. But, but not everybody practices that same philosophy. Uh, and there are people who, who, I guess, raise their kids to be aggressive, uh, etc. And, and apparently that, we saw an example of that in, in the schools in Huntington Valley, according to the parents. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Steve, uh, we've been mentioning several times today these viewings now starting around the country. I think the one in Hollywood with Wonder Woman uh, was 43 minutes, and about halfway through, even though it's near the Museum of Tolerance, a riot broke out of people that just believe they're going to shut down this film, which is actual footage. Uh, And and you're in the camp. uh, Stu Bykofsky is a friend, too. He's in the camp of... Let's show this. Let's get it out there. You're in the camp, though, I I think, of saying, what's the mass vehicle to show this? Uh, People will either distort it uh, on social media. You pretty much can't do it in any legitimate manner. Well, first of all, there is such a screening today in Philadelphia, it so happens. Today happens to be the 85th anniversary of Kristallnacht, which is when Germans and Austrians rampaged through through the streets, burning down synagogues, uh, attacking Jewish-owned businesses, attacking Jews, killing Jews. So today, today is the 85th anniversary of that, and I think your audience should know that that, that these events are happening, and there's there's a whole anti-Jewish event happening throughout the country today called Shut It Down. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to use the term pro-Palestinian because it's really not; it's really anti-Jewish. But there's this whole wave of activities uh, happening throughout America today, anti-Jewish, on the anniversary of Kristallnacht. With regard to to these screenings, and uh, you, you know, we live in an age with uh, the video equivalent of Photoshop and deepfake. And uh, my my, you know, I, I'm of two minds. I'm of the mind that everybody should see this because only to see it can you. Imagine, and I've I've seen some uh, of what's out there, and I'm going to see more. Uh, so I think to see it uh, has a, a different kind of impact than reading about it or hearing about mm-hmm. it. And even seeing it is not the same as you know, on film is not the same as seeing it in person. Um, so I, I think people do need to see it, especially elected officials, journalists. Uh, decent people. When you put it out there, you run the, run the risk of it being manipulated uh, and used to, to taunt Jews and victims. Not, not all the victims of October 7th were Jewish. It, it's, it's important to say that this was, a, this was a rampage, a genocidal rampage directed mostly at Jews, but there were a lot of other people who were, who were killed. Uh, but, but I think that there are, there are enough 
maniacal people, hateful people that would that would use some of this. And, and there's plenty of it already out there. You know, Ben Shapiro has shown some of it, and others have linked it, so it's out there. But um, but you know, uh, this is the kind of thing that probably should be shown on college campuses for for students who are now taunting Jews uh, and saying, you know, it's chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. I think some of the students need to be brought in to see this, to see what they're championing, the people who did this, the cause behind the people who did this. I think it's important for American students or European students who are who are out in mass attacking Jews, attacking Israel, attacking Zionism, which which is merely the Jewish people's self-determination movement. It's a it's a liberation movement that people have uh, twisted into into some uh, you know racial animus. That Jews Jews are obviously of multi multi races. Jews are not all white. Uh, so to, to to claim that Zionism is racism is just so outrageously false. But nevertheless, they do. But but I think. It does need to be seen widely. Exactly. I don't know that I would put it on, on you know, social media, YouTube, okay. something like that. But I, but I think it does need to be seen. Okay. Well, Steve, thank you. Thanks, as always, for bringing us. Wait, let, me give out. let me just give it, if you don't mind, uh, our sure. contact information. Oh, yeah, our yeah. Local I, I, was just gonna say, I was going to do that, of course. Um, just thank wanted you. to say so it, the, lo- the local aspect of what you're able to bring us, in addition to everything else, is much needed. Where do we uh, find everything about Zionist uh, Organization of America here locally. Thank you. Thank you. So locally, our website is philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y, dot Z-O-A dot org. Uh, we've got a lot of information there. Our national website also does. The website is Z-O-A dot org. If somebody wants to reach out to us locally, our email address is the word office at Z-O-A philly dot org, office at Z-O-A philly dot org. And our phone number is 610 610- Six six zero nine four six six. I cannot ever thank you enough, and our community cannot ever thank you enough for the honesty and integrity and the information that you bring to your audience uh, and beyond three hours a day. So thank you. God bless you and, and Dan and, and station management, and, and keep, keep on going, and I, and I thank you. All right. This stuff is disturbing, to put it mildly. You only get it here, the insight, the guest, the expertise on reading, writing, and reason. Tell people about this podcast. You can get it on the station's uh, uh, website. You can get it anywhere you can get your podcast. It's reading, writing, and reason. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 